Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for April 23rd, 2023, the third Sunday of Easter in year A. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. Despite the San Francisco Giants having a rough start to the season, hey, it's baseball season. Hey, shout out to the Rays, I understand. Yeah. So I hear. They've had a heck of a week. Uh, heck of a two, two weeks. Two weeks. A little, well, a little over two weeks. Because yeah. aren't they like, they're like 13 and 14 that, and I don't know how they did yesterday. Mm. But, you know. Because they, they set a record, I thought they, I had seen. They tied a record at 13. I don't know if they went beyond that. I think they did. I, I think they did. I don't know. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Uh, so, well, well, since we've been busy with worship. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to, 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 to linger a little longer, thoughts on the new rules? I thought I'd have some real problems with the bigger bases, mm-hmm. but now it makes a lot of sense to me now that I see it in action. There are few, many fewer collisions, particularly at first base. Yeah. Um, and definitely like more base stealing and old school baseball type of play yeah. love the how fast games are going gotcha yeah you like the cl- the the clock for the pitching i won't even i won't say that <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I am hedging my bed i don't know about that but i do like how games are about two and a half hours yeah or less for some yeah 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 no it's a it, it's a it's for those that love the pastime it's a it is a uh, it, it is a <laughs> Great, uh, um, a great place we find ourselves in because it's uh, almost impossible. If you're a fan, it's almost impossible to be ambivalent about the change. So it gives yeah. you a good thing to talk about. <laughs> definitely, yeah. There have been some. The okay, the the definite trivial thing that I find very um, fascinating to watch mm-hmm. is the umpires trying to figure out what the new hand signals should be. Oh. For the for the rule violations, and yeah, they, they haven't come to an agreement yet. So it's kind. Of, I almost look forward to someone violating rule to see what this particular umpire does as a signal for to taking see what too sticks. much time. Yeah, and then and then we'll watch uh, Ken Burns' uh, uh, baseball <laughs> documentary sequel, and it'll be like in in two thousand twenty three, <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Chuck Physios. Uh, was the first one to do the the, the fist pink, in the air, the, the <laughs> pinky wiggle, right? It, I, I I just imagine it. It should just be a shake, a wagging of the finger. Ah, ah you took too long. Uh, but uh, that's close uh, uh, to uh, the uh. signal for throwing someone out of the game. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, you, that's just why I'm shooting watching. me my ideas out of the air with logic, like usual. <laughs> It's boo, a, boo on you! <laughs> Ooh, I felt that. <laughs> well, you're a baseball fan. I, yeah. I wanted to pick something that that would register. Right. Um, <laughs> what? Um, since there's no baseball and in, in, in going on in our in our church congregation, oh, yeah. Um, what do we have going on in the church? We have coming up the um, men's evening together a week from Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, this coming Sunday, we'll have the first of a series at 9 a.m. on Christian nationalism. That'll be the adult forum. Pro or, pro or against? Very against. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, Already getting lots we, of questions. We, we, of, we, we don't want we don't want to uh, right. we don't want to mislead anyone yeah. thinking. Uh, Please do not dress up. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to make sure we are clear. Yeah, and with the number one question in advance being, how do we deal with this in our neighborhoods? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, when my neighbor is flying a flag that's icky. Um, do I fly a counter flag? Do, can I have a conversation? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's a that, that is a I think that is a very interesting topic to to be addressing. It is yeah. it is uh, timely. For I sure. think so. Um, uh, so and if you uh, if you're not sure what that term means, then uh, don't look it up on the internet. <laughs> and just you sure don't want that in your search right. history. <laughs> just come on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, with like a kind of like an open mind of like uh, 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 not sure what the topic will be and, and kind of learn as you go because it and I'll try to have some uh, resources and references so right because there is so much junk out there mm-hmm. um, that you'll know what 
what books are legit, what articles are good to look up, that sort of thing. Right, right, right. Very good. Um, yeah, uh, as always, uh, visit uh, holyfamilyfishers.org for other things coming up. Uh, we had uh, game night this past Friday. Uh, uh, we uh, continue to have uh, um, uh, open microphone uh, uh, church services. <laughs> uh uh, if anyone out there would love to donate a high functioning soundboard, uh, we're all we're all ears on that. Um, uh, if we could only hear you, right? Exactly. Uh, some something is going on with technology, as always. Only this one is a little bit bigger of a piece, uh, so we're gonna see if we can't figure that out in the next week or two. Um, so, uh, it, but if you if you happen to uh, join our 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 live broadcast or go back and watch this the past Sundays. A little different experience, uh, uh, for sure, and we do apologize for that. Um, I, I appreciate how much you guys are trying one thing or another. <laughs> Scrambling back there, yeah. plugging wires in in <laughs> different ways. How about now? <laughs> Get the shock paddles from the CPR machine. See if that helps. We Anything. Not, we have not tried that yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, anyways, but, yeah, uh, uh, hopefully this next Sunday will be a little bit more normal. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, if not, we'll, we'll continue to thank you for your patience with us. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, let's – and wouldn't you know, the sound that does work well is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know Go what? Figure. Uh, you say that, and and I'm sure you've I'm I'm sure you fully jinxed us. Uh, yes, that's so, true. I'll upload this, and it'll be like just a just, I'm worth I'm more imagining like just a a, a faint humming noise like in the background. <laughs> like oh no, what is it's this? Straight line. It's a whole hour. <laughs> Um, uh, you, you did force me to switch over to just double check. Like, am I seeing peaks and valleys getting recorded? Are, are we good? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, uh, well, let's, uh, let's move over to this day in church history. Uh, April 23rd, our first entry comes from 685, where we find a dedication of a new church at the monastery of Yarrow in England. This monastery will be of interest because of its association with Bishop Bedusing and the Venerable Bede. Right. Uh, the building will still be functional, displaying its original ded dedication inscription 15 centuries later. Wow. Which is kind of cool. Uh, the Venerable Bede sounds like, I don't know, like, I don't know, a magician's name. Who is it this does. person? <laughs> Hello, I'm the Venerable Bede. From the past. Over here. Now it's over here. Um, uh, who's the Venerable Bede? Uh, bishop producing whoever that person is, was a bishop. Got right. it. The Venerable Bede? He was a church – well, he didn't know this at the time, but he is a church historian. Okay. Where he wrote, I believe, the earliest history of England. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, focusing on Christianity there. But it's through him that we have a, a picture of what the first Christians in England were like. What their lives were like. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and Venerable was a title given to him, I believe, only after his death. Gotcha. To just to, to honor his contribution to the knowledge of the church. Yeah. Um, and he was a monk, I believe. I am finding that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was reading. I did a, I did a safe search. Uh, <laughs> in case yeah uh and and yeah that that is that it, it does seem to be all they really have to say about them as well uh, you know well and part of it is living so long ago it's not like they're gonna have in writing what his favorite book and dessert were true 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 uh but we, yeah we know him through the documents he left his history yeah um he was 13 at the time of this the dedication of this church wow so uh, i was just looking at like yeah. when he was born and yeah. i was saying like oh we don't know much about his childhood and so anyways uh but yeah I, I think really the fascinating part of that is that the 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 building is still functional and its original dedication inscription can still be seen that is pretty amazing because oh the, uh 15 centuries later uh, does that mean it's not? Oh, oh, okay, got it. It probably still can be. Uh, this the 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 authority from the date comes from a 1990 okay uh, book. 
So I, it, I'm putting two and yeah. two together that it's basically stating as of the date of this book, uh, it, it can still be read. So I'm assuming hopefully 30 years later, right. it still can be read. It, that was a relatively safe 30 years compared to most of those mm, centuries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because England's gone through some very severe religious controversies, which saw um, well, saw some churches burned to the ground. Right, um, right. You know, made of stone, pushed, you know, burned, pushed over. So that's very impressive. Yeah. Very cool. I wonder if their sound system's working. <laughs> yes. It's called El Natural. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty. Okay. Very one sentence tangent. Mm-hmm. It's amazing in those old churches how they did understand sound design so well that from the places people would speak publicly, you could whisper and be heard in the back view. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is really incredible. Uh, we we similarly have a, a very uh, a very interesting design to our church, our our worship space. Uh, um, it's not quite to that point where you could whisper, but it's amazing. But it is designed for. Uh, it's it's specifically designed for music. Yeah, uh, which is an interesting difference uh, in the way that the walls are, are are designed. So it's kind of a kind of a come and, come and check it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can ask me uh, or, or, or Bruce. I about know. I've to, only known for about a year. But yeah. Now I know to, to point out like what's different about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's, it's, it's very fancy. It is fascinating. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on. In uh, in 997, um, we see the martyrdom of uh, Aldebert of Prague, a missionary to Prussia, uh, at the hands of a quote heathen priest. Um, heathen. A heathen huh. priest. As Bishop of Prague, he had sought to extinguish heathen customs and institute moral reform. So an actual heathen priest, I guess. Uh, and when repulsed, devoted himself to mission work in Germany and Poland. It was he who baptized Stephen of Hungary, who was a mm-hmm. name I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, but the authority of the date comes from a standard encyclopedia, so uh, it's not. I, I'm not getting. It's not any, one of those goofy things. Yeah, well, it's not one of those things where I can look at it like, oh, that's coming from the history of whatever oh, okay. faction or you know whatever gotcha. faction of the church or absolutely no context. Yeah, no, no context whatsoever. So there you go. Uh, 1625, the death of Maurice of Nassau, the Prince of Orange, who had successfully driven the Spanish from the Netherlands, improving the training and care of armies in the process. He had favored strict Calvinists over Armenians and a centralized state over states' rights, ex- executing his chief rival, uh, jo- Johann van Oldenbarnevelt. <laughs> <laughs> that name again, Johann van Oldenbarnevelt. Uh, and I did say that, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder when the t-shirt comes out for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, in- interesting... Uh, uh, set of accomplish or, or a series of descriptions for for Maurice de Nassau. Well, a lot, at least a lot of Americans don't realize how complex European history is. And, well, no, uh, and history started with us, right? Right. I mean, we only care about ours. <laughs> and that's yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the Netherlands used to be one of, one of, if not the top international power for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After this. Hmm. Yeah, they were they were they were a big deal there for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah, real big deal. Um, 1702, the death of English Quaker leader Margaret Fell Fox. Her last words were, "I am in peace." That's nice. She had been a founding member of the Religious Society of Friends and one of the society's valiant sixty preachers and missionaries. Um, but I kind of like that phrase. Uh, I am in in peace. Yeah. Um, and that you know, that would be. Like 180 degrees from what a Calvinist would expect to say. Right. <laughs> it would have been like, ow, I'm burning! <laughs> oh, you do like your Calvinist digs, don't you? I uh, love my Calvinist <laughs> digs. Uh, 1849, Fyodor Dostoevsky uh, is arrested, accused of plotting to overthrow the Russian government. After a staged appearance before a firing squad with a last-minute reprieve, he will be sent to Siberia, where he will take comfort in the Bible. He will include Christian themes in his writing, but will suffer until the last decade of his life from an inability to control his impulse to gamble. Oh, wow. I did not think that sentence was going to end that I way. didn't either. Uh, I, I would have thought the... Uh, inability to control your drinking when sent to Siberia would be a lot more prevalent than your gambling te- uh, tendencies. But, you know, 
Oh, well, I thought it was going to be his inability to heal from his blank oh, disease. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Physical affliction. Yep. That's what a gambling addiction is. Very hard to deal yep. with. Fyodor Dostoevsky. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we got two more. Sixteen, or sorry, 1968 in Dallas, the 10 million member Methodist and the 750,000 member Evangelical United Brethren Churches joined together to form the United Methodist Church, which thus becomes, at the time, the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States after the Southern Baptists. I wonder if it, it might still be. It might still be. Second biggest, but I'm not sure of that. Um, I mean, the way it is phrased makes it sound as though something so there passed, has changed. But I'm not sure who would have. Who knows? Yeah. You know? I mean, well, research is needed. Yeah, probably could find that in 30 seconds. Yep. If um, I were a gambling man in Siberia. <laughs> oh, Dostoevsky. <laughs> I would gamble guy. that they're still the second biggest. Yeah. They might be. Uh, 1982, uh, finally, we see the uh, uh, the death of Cameron Townsend in North Carolina while battling acute leukemia. He had been a missionary linguist and founder of Wycliffe Bible Translators, one of the world's largest missionary, mission agencies. What year did he die? 1982. He must have lived a long time because Wycliffe's been around a long time. Um. Let's, I think. I mean, let's take a quick look. Google, tell me here. Uh, he was born in 1896. Yeah, gosh. So, yeah, that's a was, that is a 90s? full life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, a, <laughs> math hard. Uh, 86. He was 86. But wow, I'm surprised I was that far off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Another another few years, but still, that's a, a very long life. Uh, yes. So and 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 uh, especially since we you, we talk about translations quite often yeah. on this podcast, uh, or at least the last year we have. Yeah. <laughs> I've really gotten really gotten uh, into it. Um, well, speaking of, let's. Okay, let me say one thing. One thing positive about Wycliffe. Um, and I then I want one thing positive about the Calvinists. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> The um, Calvinists, not Calvin. You could do this. Oh, I was going to say Calvin and Hobbes is a great cartoon strip. <laughs> Go ahead, say your thing first, and then we'll judge you later. Um, <laughs> that one of the the gifts Wycliffe translators have given internationally is providing create well is facilitating. That's the right word. Uh, written languages for many uh, otherwise unwritten down languages around the world. Because mm, mm-hmm. their their stated mission is to translate the Bible into every language on the planet, um, so they have been very diligent in supporting scholars going to the most remote places and, in a very respectful way, recording what people how people speak mm. and working with them to develop what makes sense for them to have as a written language, which is affecting their culture, but frankly, it also helps them deal with the world that's getting closer and closer to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting, uh, I mean, every once in a while you will read some sort of article about a, you know, a, a, a remote people. Yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, usually the news is like being, you know, displaced. Right. And, <laughs> and forced, the strip mine. <laughs> forced to integrate with whatever, you know, local society is nearest to them. Exactly. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. Uh, I won't make you do the calendar thing. You. I'll let you think about it and, and then and prompt you about it at the end. I got one. Got it. They wore much brighter clothes than they're remembered for. <laughs> that if... The historians look at what they actually wore. They were not just wearing black clothing and black hats. They actually had spring colors and things like that. <laughs> so, uh, for the Calvinists out there, uh, first of all, thank I didn't you know for you, your spring. I, colors. I didn't know you were still around. Uh, but, <laughs> but secondly, uh, um, we we agree to disagree on a, on a number of things. Uh, I Especially see, predestination. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, though. 
I understand the concepts uh, and uh, would love to have a conversation about it. Um, speaking of having conversations and translations, yeah, let's go let's to the you. absolute correct translation <laughs> uh, that we that we behold uh, uh, in the Book of Acts, chapter two, verse fourteen a. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then 36 through 41. It's because it's a very long speech by Peter. So we get the introductory we, I, clause. First. Yeah, I paused because I was like, isn't this how I started last week's? <laughs> right. Okay, got it. Speech continued from last week. Yeah. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you have crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the, to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testifies with many other arguments and exhorted, exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who, had, who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. Um, so this is the tail end of the speech. Uh, we got the beginning, yeah. most of the beginning part of the speech last week. Um um, but, uh, it is interesting that, remind me, who is Peter talking to specifically at this point in time? Is this shortly? Dudes in Jerusalem. What, say, say that again? Dudes in Dudes Jerusalem. Dudes in Jerusalem. Gotcha. Um, the, the pronouns that Peter uses, well, and the nouns are, um, Refer to males. Mm. So that's why I say dudes and not dudettes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, presumably, easily presumably, there were men and women there. But Peter was following the the polite thing to do then, which was not be forward and... <laughs> Ignore the women and children and yeah. <laughs> only talk to the guys? Yeah. Got it. I'm... But the women were allowed to listen in. Oh, how good for them. <laughs> well, in some in some ways, yes, but I I, I get it. It was a step. <laughs> gotcha. Um uh I had to look it up just to remind myself, uh, because when I was like, the word exhorted, and like I, I'm trying to remember that's different than extol. <laughs> and I was like trying to remember like exactly what the definition is. So if you were like me, like you heard that word and were like, I, I get the vibe from the context clues. It does mean strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, he testified with many other arguments and encouraged them strongly, uh, saying, save yourselves yeah. from this corrupt generation. Which is the same phrase that I feel like every generation says to the younger generation, uh, <laughs> or about yes. the younger generation, in memoriam since time began. Uh, <clears throat> how corrupt this new generation is. Well, and So much more than mine. <laughs> well, usually what the dynamic is, is that the current, the generation being accused is corrupt in a different way than the older generation. And so that's why it looks so much worse to the older generation. Mm. I mean, like um, so many people of my generation want to criticize how much screen time mm. people mm -hmm. from younger generations have. And I... I I try not to do that because I know if I had had the access that people do now, I'd be probably more sunk yeah. into those screens than anyone I know. If you're like me, you probably got certain individuals in your life uh, 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 complaining about how much you read. Yes, that was and me. didn't go outside. Yeah, like always in there reading. Yeah, and, and <laughs> like now it's like read a book yeah <laughs> why are you on your phone all the time right. <laughs> read something with chapters right how can you live like this <laughs> so uncultured uh anyway um but yeah uh i want to i want to talk a little bit about the uh verse 36 here um because in a way uh the way the way it ends is almost a very john 
thing to do, which is a little bit more like he's talking to uh, the entire house, you know, the the men of Israel. Uh, he's talking not just Israel of Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay, so this is a mix then. It's it's a mix, which yeah, this it's a mix which we know from the Book of Acts. All the different cultures. Right, right, right. Because they all heard it in their own tongue. Yeah. So this is the same crowd who the had heard it in their crowd. own tongue. Which I think is a thing that you had to remind me of last week. Yeah. Um, okay. So they're, they're from all over the Middle East. So then, Actually, all over the Mediterranean uh, region. So I'm off a little bit in that, like, this isn't the author Luke, uh, uh, or the author of Luke, I should say, who also wrote the Book of Acts, um, saying, like... You Jews crucified right. Jesus. This is you public group of people, like the whole city. Right. Uh, it's, it's well, not really, as... Peter saying the human race. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good way to look at it then. Okay. Um, talk to me a little bit about this distinction, though. Um, is this Hebrew? Pro... I don't think it is. I think there's a difference between Lord and Messiah. Um, uh, so therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah. Yeah. It's two different words. Um, so what's the distinction? I mean, I I feel like we say words like this all the time and in our heads, they're interchangeable. Uh, so what is the technical distinction between these two titles? Um, the distinction is as we've talked about in various ways, Messiah has lots of connotations, mm-hmm. but it, but one in this context, probably the easiest way to explain it is that savior function. Okay. And Lord is that God aspect. Gotcha. Um, that, A station above us. <laughs> at the very right least. Way, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well above our because the word the the word and I wonder we don't have a use in this passage so it'll be very hard to really track one down but uh, um, the word Lord is used for other people who are not on this level uh, uh, at least in our translation it doesn't have to refer to God right right Uh, so I'm kind of wondering if it is just the acknowledgement of station you know what I mean like. Well, part yes, I knew I know what you mean, and part of um, part of the dynamics of these speeches to crowds of thousands is to to quote a, a phrase I hear a lot um, in my adulthood is when you're ready to hear it, you'll hear it. Mm. So for people who were not open to a different definition of what a divine figure is, it would be okay, the boss. Gotcha. Yeah. Whereas for people who were open to God acting in an unexpected way, to be oh, God did that. Yeah. God okay. is, is God is both the divine being and the divine and the savior. So that right. makes it a divine savior. Right. So that's that's why it's important to not pull apart these two words. Because the um, Messiah, again, as we talked about, in most of the scriptures is not a divine figure. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's just a, a, a person who's a real blessing, right? Um, as they lead the people of Israel. That's a that's that's a good thing to point out because I I do feel like uh, especially modern day Christianity uses that word, then therefore. It, out of context like or, or i shouldn't say out of context because we've we've uh, we've kind of pushed we've stolen out. the the term and well, made a new definition for it really for both both lord and messiah yeah um yeah. if we were still medieval um english speakers the lord term would continue to hear both dimensions the Mm. secular and the supernatural yeah it almost you'd almost have to like leave it up to context clues in order to like oh yeah you're talking about you know yeah this guy the tavern owner or you know well the landowner that you you know (laughs) well i guess a good owner yeah yeah but like you know you're talking about that guy that's that lord got it right right (laughs) 
Little L. Little okay. L, big L. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I think you also touched on 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 something that uh, kind of gives a little bit of color commentary on these two weeks of reading uh, yeah. about what Peter is saying. In a way, I'm going to use the term mixed company, uh, not <laughs> in the modern terminology, but in 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 in, in a very literal uh, sense. This is this is mixed company. This is this is you know uh, travelers and mm-hmm. uh, Gentiles and Jews and the Greeks and tourists uh, and locals potentially and like you know certainly Romans. Roman Roman soldiers yeah. in, in in the area. Like this is so. We had, I think, I had mentioned last week of like, oh, this is kind of a straightforward speech, uh, uh, and this is it. Kind of continues, like, yeah. um, there's, it's not too. Uh, I don't want to say that it's not deep, but in a way, it's not. It, there's not as many layers as as right, some John. other uh, other uh, uh, things we have read, especially in this past year. And I think that's because of this mixed company aspect of like, hey, this is this is this is Kiss. Yeah, you know, yeah, a hundred percent. Keep it simple. Yeah, uh, uh, because you know that's you know what what do you want to be able to convey to a group of people that don't share um, understanding about what has happened? They don't share an understanding of the subtle nuances of hmm. of what you know the subject matter. So it, you really do, you know, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like, just almost dictionary uh, uh, explanation of what it is Peter wants to convey. Yeah, and I got a channel, you from last week, of 3,000 people going, what does repent mean? (laughs) (laughs) And... You, and I was baptized yesterday. Does that count? <laughs> What's a Holy Spirit? <laughs> Does that mean that I'll have a hole in my shoe? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean, there. There. It's still even in its simplistic form. Probably would have been like. Do you understand what he's talking about? <laughs> right. I don't. I don't. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, and and that's without the. Uh, Monty Python right. setting of the huge crowds, so the people in the back can't hear a thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No. I, yeah. Uh, uh, the 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 Roman centurions would be able to explain repent. Because yes. That's a military term. Uh, uh, believe it or not, if you if you look if you look into it, uh, repent oh, yeah? repent is to when you're marching in one direction and to do a full 180 degree. Oh. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously that's a translative. I knew thing, I knew but, it was one a one eighty. Yeah, I didn't know the military used it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, obviously not true because it you know whatever word is used there is is not a Roman yeah. <laughs> military derivative. It could be. I mean, maybe it could be because but... it is. It was written in Greek. Okay. I mean, and, and, I, and I think uh, that's right. The I, opposite way. I should I should double check before I say such things with certainty, but I feel as though you're not trusting I had your read, second grade Sunday school. <laughs> I feel like as though I had read somewhere that that was the um, uh, the, the origination uh, um, was that it was it was originally a um, military thing well, or maybe it just happens to also be a military term okay the 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 greek dictionary that i have um says it's actually does not refer to a physical action but a mental action mm. to to change your mind 180 degrees there you go yeah uh which but both could be true a real quick research uh that i did uh seems to go back to old french from Rumpentier. Uh, which is um, um, has an element of grief involved in it, which is kind of interesting. Huh. Uh, uh, grieved over one's past to the point where you seek forgiveness, which is kind of, that's kind of so interesting. okay. That's I mean, French is a relatively young language, so that certainly has been affected by Christianity. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there's also a reference to vulgar Latin. I'm not sure what that means. Everyday Latin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to read this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you hear a bleep, <laughs> that's 
such vulgar Latin. Why? <laughs> I thought this was a church podcast. <laughs> Jeez. But anyways. Which is where the word vulgar comes. Yeah. Originally it's meant every day. But it does make me think that that then this is like a, it could almost be like a group exercise. All these people like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of murmuring of like, I'm not sure. I, I I know this this thing that he said, but I don't know this other thing that he said. I'm like, oh yeah, I was actually, you know, you could you could imagine like uh uh um people who had been uh John the Baptist following yeah. John the Baptist would be like, oh yeah, it's not like that baptism. It's it, right. like it's a it's a different thing. It's like a it's a special baptism. Uh, uh and well, and, and again, as as we talked about, when we talk about John the Baptist at this time in Jewish life. There were frequent ritual baptisms, religious baptisms, yeah, um, that were repeated over and over, sometimes on a daily basis, to help one draw closer to God. And and obviously, this is different. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is not the traditional ritual that some would have been familiar with, right? Because right. that goes all the way back to like the Old Testament. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I forget who the story was about from several weeks ago, like, like a uh, foreign leader, like, yeah, go, yeah, go you know, wash go wash yourself in the river. And, and you know, essentially like a, a yeah. form of purification yeah. baptism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is kind of more of a group effort of like, you know, Oh, Hey, I wasn't here any, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes ago when you know the flame the, the flaming tongues yeah. uh descended from heaven what's going on like, yeah i think we just saw the holy spirit and i'm like oh what's that <laughs> like oh well we, we well, kind of believe that the, remember uh, the flames right that's the holy spirit wait a minute you I circular on me there were flames <laughs> um but uh, the voices yeah that is kind of that is kind of interesting though that, that that's what's kind of striking me is that this is this is uh it, it that might be the reason why this is pretty kind of to the to the point uh and and, and but again i think it doesn't work y- yeah <laughs> i think in context you're right yeah because it would have that's been... your fault because you broke me last week <laughs> <laughs> well i won't I, I, we we've, we've belabored the axe reading i suppose enough uh let's uh let's move on to the psalm and i apologize for breaking you um <laughs> psalm uh this week is well let me add one more one, thing one more thing yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah i apologize usually it, i ask yes. and i didn't this time in verse 40 uh-huh. uh peter testified with many other arguments and exhorted them so i hopefully that's the q a mm-hmm. um, saying save yourselves from this corrupt generation too often christians say oh it means the jews but again, the audience he's talking to is more the Roman civilization. Right. So, and, and as you pointed, I said earlier, humanity as a whole. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make that explicit. Yeah. This is this isn't John. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Psalm one sixteen verse one through four, and then twelve through nineteen. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications because he has, he inclined his ear to me. Therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompass me. The pangs of Sheol lay hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray save my life. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Um, do we know anything about Psalm 116? Sort of. Um, it's considered a psalm that would be for public worship, said by an individual as he or she is getting ready to make an offering of thanksgiving for deliverance by God. Okay. Um, so, I mean, at that, at that point, right, if you know that, the rest, I think it's kind of self-explanatory um, in what, what that means. But um, it pro- almost certainly was 
commonly used because it's not terribly well written. I wasn't going to say – well, no, I was. I was going to say something about that. But okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so it's um, – some verses are like, wait, what? And others, if we add the part, the part of the psalm that is left out, or, there's repetition there. Yeah. Um, and so usually when it's sloppy, that means it's genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there wasn't an, an editor who cleaned this up and was like, oh, you know, if this is being said in the courtyard of the temple, it's got to be all perfect. Instead, this is more of a, yeah, this is what the what a person said. Yeah, there because there are aspects to it that you're kind of like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are the pangs of Sheol? <laughs> um. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold of me on me. Some, I mean, I get, I know what pangs are, but why are they owies. Sheol's pangs? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think how to put it politely. It's the eh, don't bother then. <laughs> don't don't bother making it polite. Just say it. You almost killed me when I gave birth to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then what is Sheol? Uh, so birth pangs. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. yeah, we had this conversation last week. Yeah, I, I would have rather died than feel that again. Gotcha. I don't know what voice that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's also like a, 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 oh Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. Yeah. No. What? One, yeah, no one's quite sure what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, because that's certainly not a phrase that like, oh, yeah, you know, the serving girl of God. Don't you remember the (laughs) – this gets used all the time uh, in in Isaiah or Proverbs or like – Right. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Right hand. Right hand of God. Uh, I am God's servant, sure. Uh, But the serving girl, uh, not not a phrase that I'm familiar with. Let me, I'm just double checking a footnote to make sure I'm not sticking my foot in something. Um, well, they don't care. Um, <laughs> if you're the child of a servant girl, your your status is way low. Mm. So the person is trying to say, even though I've been delivered from death, I'm not going to pretend that that makes me a superhero mm. or a particular or a particularly grand example of a godly person. I'm lower than the person who washes the dishes after dinner. Gotcha. And and, and uh, to follow up on that, then you have it, it, they use the phrase "you have loosed my bonds," so I'm I'm free, yeah. even though I'm in this low station. I am I am freed as yep. a result. Um. I'm also also struck. I, I had to pull it up to just double check because you, you said that there was some repetition, and I thought that this line, which we have repeated twice uh, here, "I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all His people." I would thought that if I pulled up the full Psalm 116, I would find it like several more times, but it's not. No, <laughs> that's part of the messiness of this. Yeah, I think that's part of. Okay. As someone who's been leading public worship for decades, I think that's the sign to the people gathered around. That's like, okay, they're almost done. <laughs> so they've get, they've get, circled in on themselves get, and they're like, get ready. We got to say the amen soon. You already said that part. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's like, okay, when you, remember, when you hear it twice, we got to pay attention because soon the rest of the service is going to start. Okay, I gotcha. So I, I, I mean, that makes sense because uh, 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 to to, oh, should I say this? Will it ruin uh your homilies for people? You do this. <laughs> oh yeah, you do this. Uh, you, I can always tell when you're winding down uh because you will do a almost like a rule of three. Yeah. Uh, where you're like, it's important because of this. It's important because of that. It's important for all these reasons. You know, I'm we're out. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's the wind yeah. down. That's part uh, of my technique. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so there, yeah. So this person was just a, 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 yeah. a rule of two instead. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that shows how biblically correct I am. 
There you go. There you go. How very re- potentially rabbinical. I mean, maybe this was a yeah. rabbi. Maybe again. Uh, um, a very messy rabbi, apparently, as as you indicated. Uh, but yeah, no, that, I guess that would make sense, especially if it's a prayer um, by an individual uh, that maybe got recorded during a service of some sort. Well, probably it was okay. I got to go to the temple to make my offering of thanksgiving for being for surviving this terrible thing. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. say here, read this scroll. You'll be good. Um, you know, add what you need. And so there, there are a lot of folks that say this, this very well have, may have been in a prayer book. Mm, gotcha. You know, a, a collection of written down things that got modified and crossed out and added to depending on the circumstance. Um, Mm. so again, that's one of the reasons it's kind of sloppy is it was used by so many different people for so many different occasions that they make their modifications. And this is just a snapshot of what it had become, what Mm -hmm. it had evolved to be. Yeah. And I have to admit, I kind of like that line. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. So not only, you know, not only will I make good on these promises but i'm going to make sure that they're they're public yeah so that i'm held accountable as to whether or not whether or not i did them right yeah. <laughs> whether or not i got them all yeah yeah um uh so i kind of like that uh yeah. good i was gonna say you're about to say the anything else yeah and my brain cleared enough to realize what i was trying to say about the pangs of sheol uh-huh. it's the you put me through hell Oh, okay. You know, when, when I gave birth to you, you put me through hell. Interesting. Interesting. The child, so in that, now we're in the third generation. Since yeah. this person is the child of the serving girl. Yeah. So third generation servant. Right. <laughs> and it still hurt. It still hurt. <laughs> uh, um, although, you know, hmm. There could be something written, you know, in between the lines on that, mm-hmm. you know, of like the the snares of death encompass me, the pangs of Sheol. Um, did you know? Is this a is this a mother who lost their child during child childbirth? It could it could maybe be read that way. It could, but I mean that would spark a prayer. That would spark a prayer, but the, sure. the overall theme, particularly when you have all of the verses leads towards a thanksgiving okay so it's it's i mean there is well and i guess i guess a woman could give thanksgiving for having survived a childbirth that was so difficult that the child did not survive it right right um and certainly that would have been a fairly common occurrence um as it still is in places that don't have good uh, midwives and stuff Right. So yeah, it could be that. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking up the rest of it uh, under the uh, the the New King James version, uh, just because it's kind of fun. And uh, <laughs> one of the areas that we skipped, uh, uh, I said in my haste, all men are liars. Is <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the That's things that we don't read. Glad there's not inclusive language, right? I, I mean, so. Amen, sister. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, move on then to our gospel reading because it's a little long. It's a little long. <clears throat> Luke chapter 24, verse 13 through 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. 
They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So we went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Um... Was this? Let me check one thing real quick. Uh huh. No. Okay. So last week's reading was from John. Right. Um, where? Working backwards on 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 my thought process here. Uh-huh. Uh Did these appearances occur simultaneously? Is there is there kind of a a an implication of like, hey, they went back and they were like, yeah, he appeared to us too. Yeah. <laughs> Both occur on Easter. Okay, yeah. Um it's I mean I I mean who first of all, who are these people? It just we just start in the middle of it. Now on the same day two of them, two of the disciples? The mm, We don't know. We don't know. Um uh, but it's it's presumed that um, I mean, we know what we, one of them is Cleopas. We, we, we have a name, yeah, um, which makes us think this guy was known among Christians who were the audience for Luke's gospel. Right. Okay. Um, Too bad for the other guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who you are. You don't get named. But it, it, that gives a place for the every person. Gotcha. So any one of us could be. Person number two, um, there's also some pretty good scholarship that indicates probably this would have been a woman. Oh, okay. Um, by how people traveled and mm. lots of anthropology and sociology going into that. Um, and in a sense, the, the person not being named makes it more likely as a woman, since a lot of times a woman's name was not that important to people in Luke's age. Gotcha. Yeah. So an un- unfortunate uh, yeah. uh, historical truth there. So we don't know who they were. We don't know if they were in that room that was locked that John describes. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes. This story comes right after um, Peter had heard from Mary Magdalene about Jesus's resurrection in the Gospel of Luke, and runs to the tomb and is like, "Yeah, it's empty." Mm-hmm. Um, and so if one wants to what's called harmonize the resurrection appearances probably Peter would return from the tomb to the locked upper room Jesus would appear without Thomas there and then Jesus would head over to the road to Emmaus what about this line he has appeared to Simon Simon, Simon no, Peter no one knows Okay. Um, that's that's the tricky part. Gotcha. Is there in none of the scriptures are is there a one-on-one with Simon Peter resurrection appearance? Gotcha. Um, and, Mary Magdalene is the only one who gets that. And Cleopas doesn't appear anywhere else. Nowhere else. Okay. In so the scriptures probably in some um, 
dubious Christian writing from the 600s or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Um, no one one has any idea who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't add to the fun. We don't even know where Emmaus was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Even with that description of it being as a seven miles, seven (laughs) miles, you know, draw the circle. Nope. Nothing there. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Um, Not that that's crucial. Right, right, right. But it, it, it does, it also does, uh, I mean, if this were one of the disciples, uh, uh, you know, I would, I would have a field day with the fact that they didn't recognize. Uh, uh, right. Uh, but since we don't have any interaction between Jesus and Cleopas uh, right. uh, in any of the Gospels. He may have always been one of those guys at the very back of the crowd. What's he say? <laughs> right. Yeah, Exactly. Or just like, uh, oh yeah, I've heard. I, I hadn't had the pleasure, but you know, well, uh, I he's clearly in the know, uh, and, and rumors would have a, a, a you know abounded uh, in the region of all the things that would happen. I mean, he almost even says that, like, are you the only one who doesn't know what's going on? Like, yeah, everybody's been talking about this, uh, and uh, you know, you've been living under a rock. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have been actually. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Clever. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Um, but yeah, it, like so, this this interaction is you know a lot more forgivable if it than it would be if it were about the disciple. Well, a disciple. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> um, but this idea of like. Yeah, going walking along a seven mile journey that we assume less than they, they had already started. I, I, it, it kind of gives us the the, right. the the vibe, but you know, but seven this, is a, seven is a holy number. A holy number. Uh, um, no, it wouldn't have been seven miles. It, yeah. It yeah, actually, yeah. If you want to know, yes, it I actually do. would have been described in the actual Greek is sixty stadia. Ooh. Referring to a sports stadium that whose track was 600 feet usually. Oh, okay. I'll let you do the math to see if it's accurate or not. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, 600. You're, you're six, questioning the Bible? You said 600 stadia? Yeah. So it's 600 times 600. Yeah. Which is also another... No, 60 stadia. Oh, 60. Yeah. 60, okay. Take off a 10. Never mind. Okay, I was going to... My mind was also going to like, oh, it's one of those like uh, descriptions. It doesn't matter because it's wrong. But it's like <laughs> another one of those descriptions of like, oh, no, it's 12 times 12. Or, right. you know, it, right. it's, it's it's a number that you can't do in your head. It's a it's a long ways away. Um, but the, the long and short of it is, you know, they're going along uh, having a full conversation. This stranger who knew nothing uh, about uh, or or or. Played dumb, at least, uh, on on the goings-ons and the gossip. And uh, um, then was very well informed on everything else. (laughs) Um, uh, And I love, I actually really love how, you know, one assumes maybe even like a a married couple here having a conversation. were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, that was him. <laughs> like yeah. the rumors are true. Uh, uh, which is it, kind of like, this is, this is a really fun story. In yeah. A way. This is like, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite resurrection yeah. appearances. This is a, this is a, the, 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 gr- the good version of meeting your idol. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize yeah. he was just like us, just yeah. like us. <laughs> but like, so smart, so smart, like yeah. totally. I know, I understand. He's so why. down to earth. <laughs> oh wait, wait, he no, was forced to use that joke already. He, he, he forced his, He'd been forced down to earth. But <laughs> good one, unnamed wife. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, I, I love the, 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 you know, the human, the humanity in, that, that's kind of between the lines on this story yeah. of how excited this, I'm going to call it excited this couple are about, you know, the scuttlebutt 
And, yeah. and and one can one can infer by the way you know it, it the the story unfolds like you know very interested in it, it, this isn't just rumor and conjecture this is there this is this is you know uh maybe it's true yeah maybe maybe this he really is the messiah maybe this is you know it, it's all it's all happening this is the it's all happening uh, mm-hmm. uh conversation and um you know they uh, get to have a really in-depth uh, conversation <laughs> with the risen Lord. How many people get to say right. that? Right, <laughs> uh, and then they geek out about it at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 literally have this argument with the stranger of like, "Hey, look, it's late. Come in with us, mm-hmm. share a meal. Sure, okay." Uh, and then. Um, the second they realize who he is, he vanishes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It was him! <laughs> you know, yeah. they jump up, run back, uh, and meet up with the disciples. And they're like, yeah, he appeared He appeared to Simon. I, I'm assume Simon Peter, maybe. Yeah, that's who we um, referred to, yeah. So, yeah, he appeared to Peter. It's true. It is all happening. <laughs> uh, um, it is uh, like what a what a fun kind of a story. Um, um, yeah, because they're they're, you know, there's some doubt uh, initially of in, in what they say, like, you know, people are saying this, you know, I haven't seen it, you know, mm-hmm. neither has wifey poo over yeah. here <laughs> uh um so i we don't know i'm like and and you know how slow in your heart to believe you know you, should, well, you were there for the sermon on the mount you were you know what i mean like you know i know you you saw me heal someone or yeah what, you know that the, the you know come on this how, how could you not believe this is he's like gassing them up like like <laughs> Yeah, you should believe. I mean, how could you not? And you know all the things that this person did, and the signs, and then like in the pro, it all points to the, what the prophet said. Let me let me break it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what a fun story. Um, so what 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 else do you have to say about this fun story? Because this is this is I feel like this embodies us like how we should feel about it because we weren't there you know these are rumors uh uh, swirling about and we do need someone to point us to the writings of the prophets uh and uh uh, talk about uh maybe chastise us a little bit for 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 those moments where we're slow in our hearts to believe and we should be the ones who are ecstatic and excited to realize uh uh, to be able to put two and two together and and realize that it's true and that it is all happening and like this these are this is for us this is us this is our reaction this is this is very much our story well and it's very much a sacramental story Mm, yeah that it wasn't it wasn't because they jesus was explaining everything Mm mm-hmm they didn't realize who it was. They had been hanging out with him for hours. Yeah. Still don't know who he was. It was only when they shared the Eucharist with him that they realized who he was. Right. Yeah. And so it's considered the model um, for Christians from then on that they should regularly share the Eucharist with one another so that they would see Jesus much more often. There you go. And, uh, and, uh, and honestly, you know, let the disciples have their last supper. They had their, they had the yeah. first supper. Yeah. That's part of it too. The first <laughs> new supper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder now I'm wondering, was that the first, or is this the first breakfast? Well, the first breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been supper. By well, this I mean, time. It, yeah, well, they're break, you know, and there's. I'll have to look up in in John, the, the resurrection appearance where Jesus cooks breakfast. Oh yeah, that's right. He does, doesn't that's he? What, yeah, but he literally does break fast. Yeah, um, come join me. I'm cooking fish by the lake. Okay, that's that's well beyond 
Easter because okay. it's up in uh, the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this this is the first Eucharist that Jesus was present for after the resurrection. Yeah, and it changed these people's lives. Yeah, for sure. So we're we should avail ourselves of the Eucharist as frequently as possible. There you go. Uh, anything else before we close out? So many things. So many things. I mean, um, you got to save something for the family. yeah. The the thing that a lot of folks find very remarkable is that this couple went all the way back to Jerusalem the same day. I mean, yeah, they did. They did some heavy duty jogging back and forth. <laughs> yeah, well, at least Se- back seven seven miles. Yeah, S- sixty stadia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set a they set a stadia record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Which, oh, okay. If I want to start my own goofy um, religious practice, mm-hmm. it would be the fourteen stadia run <laughs> or fourteen mile run. Yeah, the, yeah. They're in back. The, the they're in back again. Uh, Bruce yeah. Bruce Gray's uh, stadia uh, yeah. um, observance. And at the seven mile mark, you get to have a Eucharist. And then go back. <laughs> Everyone gets Try sick. Try not to throw Everyone it gets sick on the <laughs> way back. That's the one time you oh, want man. just a wafer. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. All right. Well, with that, we will call to a close this year podcast for the third Sunday of Easter, April 23rd, 2023 in year A. Uh, we encourage you to come and uh, worship with us this coming Sunday. Uh, however, it works for you, for your and family. And for us in terms of technology. <laughs> and for us in terms of technology. Um, uh, eight and 10 o'clock uh, in person. 10 o'clock service will be broadcast live on our uh, YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. Visit our website, holyfamilyfishers.org. Send us an email if you want to donate like $1,300 for a uh, brand new <laughs> soundboard. <laughs> we'll take that. Uh, our email is shortcut. Or more important. Oh, oh, shortcut at hfec.org. Uh, I'll just be sitting here at the laptop. <laughs> Waiting Wait. for that email to come in. Uh, uh, go ahead, and you were going to say. I was going to say, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and until next week, I'm Ben, and I'm Bruce, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.